<laughs> oh my goodness. Dreaming of a white Christmas. I'm dreaming of self evident podcasts <laughs> to start up in January. And it's here, folks. That's the intro. <laughs> Uh, how's my level? <coughs> you, it's pretty shitty. Of course. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. This doesn't really look like it gives me any kind of levels, you know what I mean? Yeah. But is it is the waveform coming through? Yeah. It's about the same for me? Yeah. As for you? Okay. That's what I care about. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Try that again. Check, check, check. Turn yours up. My mic? Yep. Check, check, check. More. Check, check, check. I'm talking about your gain. Yeah, yeah. Do it a little more. No, you're good. It's it's not going to do anything. Check, check, check. There you go. Check, there you go, yeah. Okay. All right, <clears throat> here are we you, go. Are you leaving the laptop up or? Yeah. Okay. You can leave uh, yours up. Here. Oh, shoot. That's right. So the screen's not. That's right, yeah. Next week, I want to try and move this mixer over to this side so I can get my knees farther in. Okay. But Well, anyways. rock and roll. Here we yeah. go. You intro or me? <clears throat> I'll do it. Ready? Let's do it. Father, thank you for getting us back on this, and I thank you, Lord, you bless it. Bless us with a house, Father. You bless us with all these things, and I thank you. Give us wisdom. Show us what we're supposed to talk about, Lord. Don't let us be afraid. I can't care what people think. I thank you for truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Evident Podcast. It is the first podcast of the year. You got Mike. Massey and my beautiful wife's even in the room. Doggone it. <laughs> and if you look around to these surroundings, we're in a brand new studio. We are. <laughs> it's a studio. Yay. We got painted walls. We got pictures. Yeah, stuff. Man, we're pro. And this is going to change, too. You'll see it ebb and flow. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. We, it, it, we're kind of trying with things here and there. And we may even have a cool neon sign coming very soon, which is going to be fun. Actually, not May. We will. Because <laughs> if I have my way with it, we're going to do that. And so... Guys, listen, we took a couple months off, and the reason was was because uh, I really care about family. Um, I've been in ministry for a long time. My wife and I have been in ministry for pretty much almost since we've been married uh, and before that. And so uh, when I looked at Mike, I said, you know, why don't we just do some highlights here and there? Why don't we just take some time with the family? Uh, December's here. We got the, the holidays coming up and all these things. So we decided to take some time off, which gave us time to reflect. Uh, still a lot of stuff happened. And uh, we got more opinionated. We got not just opinionated, but we got our facts straight. You know, we kept studying. We kept doing these things. And now we're back. And and the podcast is going to be better than ever. I think it's just more and more that we can't care what people think anymore. You know, we're not Republican. We're not Democrat. 
uh, and though my my views align closer with the Republican Party, I wish the Republican Party would align with its own views, really, and for, for, for the most part in a nutshell. So that's why we're doing this. The podcast is not for us to bash on people. That is not what we're trying to do. We're trying to speak life into these situations. We're trying to speak life into our country. Uh, we're, we're preaching the gospel when we're doing it. When we travel and speak, we're preaching the gospel doing it. Uh, and so it's, it's easy to nitpick, but it's not easy to speak life. And that's exactly what we're going to do on this podcast from here on in. And uh, if you joined us last year, we had 52 weeks of fun. Uh, a lot of podcasts. We had, what, 52 episodes, was it? Uh, 51. Uh, 51. We, we, we didn't even end with the last <laughs> we one. We were right? going to do the last right. one, and then we went, mm, we went Thanksgiving, rogue. Christmas. Yeah, we, we did. So we threw some uh, highlights out there. Uh, again, thank you so much. Now, if you guys want to go online, theselfevidenttruth.com, get online uh, and join. And guys, there is some new stuff coming very, very soon. Yeah. I'm very excited to tell you guys very soon. May have something to do with a new clothing line. New By the way, you see these. Address. That's right. A new website with that. Uh, you see these hats right here. Make America constitutional again. We own these hats, baby. So yeah. like we're moving forward Trademark with it. Trademark pending. That's right. So if you see these hats, why don't you go ahead and buy one? Help support a great ministry that what we're doing out there, reaching the youth of the nation. But not only that, reaching senators and congressmen. We're trying to get as many places as we can. But we also do support other ministries like the, the Chris Ann Halls and, and all these other ministries because these guys are doing exactly what I can't do. I'm more of an animator type preacher. I'm not... Oh, uh, I am a historian, yes, but I love to animate people to action, and that is my calling, right? Chris Ann is a is a study box, you know. Yeah. She she can tell you everything frontwards and backwards and forwards and sideways, and you know about the constitutional law, which is what you do, which is what Paul does, which is what Jake does. So we have a lot of ministries out there doing something similar to this. We're just unique in the fact that I'm a proclaimer. We love to preach the gospel, and that's exactly where we teach. Yep, and I've noticed, guys, that we've had several different countries. Uh, tuning in so i, I want to yeah. point that out that uh we see you guys we see you in portugal we, we see you in brazil we see you in spain we Isn't see you in awesome? taiwan we see you in new zealand australia uh, uk like wow. i want to give you guys a shout out if if you're listening around the world let us know yeah point man. it point it out connect to us on youtube on facebook whatever man We'll figure out your language. We got Google Translate. Exactly. If, especially if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, subscribe, uh, hit that hit that bell so you can get all the notifications. You don't miss out on anything. And guys, get on our website, get you guys some merch, man. It's yeah. going to help support this awesome ministry. We got a lot going on this year. And one thing I want to push is for this new year, uh, what we're going to be doing is we're really going to be pushing on the al alternative platforms. Yep. If you've noticed what's been going on with YouTube it's just going to get harder for us. So uh, we're really going to be making a push on BitChute this year, um, as well as Mines. And there's a couple other websites that I want to research a little bit more. There's one, the uh, library. Mm -hmm. and so pay attention to BitChute. If you've never tried it, it's like YouTube Lite. Um, it's, it's a little more basic of a format, but it's a lot more free in the content that's out there. There's... Yeah. There, you're not going to get this control over it like YouTube is doing. Because what YouTube's doing right now is they're trying to commercialize. So you're going to lose your independent creators. Sooner or later, your independent creators are going to be gone. That's right. They're, they're going for the big dollar, big budget, you know. Sponsored ads. Sponsor, yeah, the stuff that they think is going to sell, which is really kind of crazy to me because it was the independent creator that built YouTube. That's right. And so often companies like this, they get big off the grassroots movement, and then all Perfect. of a sudden they change their mind and That's go, exactly right. no, we want to go corporate now. It wasn't corporate that got you there. That's right. It was the independent creators. That's exactly it. Was it was the platform for them. 
not so, taking anything away from marketers or anything like no, that, but no, no, the no. independent creator has the content for that marketer to push. Yeah. And people enjoy having yep. the free flow conversation yep. going. It's less of the doctored mainstream media look stuff and more of it's now this raw yeah. organic conversation. You can find it on BitChute. Yeah. And we're we're really gonna be pushing that this year to see where can we go with BitChute, where can we go with the alternatives because we have to hedge our bets. You know, that's it, sooner or later the writings on the wall we're not gonna be a force on YouTube. Um recently, and I know this is kind of a an angle off, but right. we've we've got to tell people about this. Recently YouTube came out with new policies basically saying if you don't earn them enough money, they can just cancel your account. They can delete your channel. So if we're not earning YouTube enough money and we're not in the the frame that they really want us to be in, they can just end us and get rid of us. And so crazy. It's insane, isn't it? That they have now gotten to this point where it's if you don't make us money, we're done with you. Now, from a business standpoint, I understand it because you don't want to lose money and YouTube loses money. But from a relationship standpoint between the the content creator and the organization, it was kind of a big middle finger that they rolled out, you know, really quietly. So in preparing for that, we've just got to hedge our bets. And the only way to make something like BitChute successful is for people to use it. And so that's that's why I want you guys to use it. I want you guys to check it out. Okay, just check it out. Check us out on it. Give us a like. Give us a mention, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not only that, stream us on Spotify. I mean, yeah, all these places absolutely. that 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 we can actually get a tra- get traction on, which we have SoundCloud. We got a lot of traction on yep. uh, all these things. So, guys, listen. I mean, people love flash in the pan stuff, so that won't last long. So even if YouTube starts killing the creators, it won't last very long. No. They're gonna beg us back anyways. So it is what it is. They think they're making wise decisions, and they'll they'll throw so much money to. Uh, to advertise something that they believe is good and people be like, nah, you know, they won't watch it, dude. You know what I mean? It just, it is, it's what happened. Yeah. They don't. I found out that most views are artificial. Like they just have the cycle system. So it's like, really, is it really views or are they just pushing it? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So especially you look at stuff like NBC news or, you know, whatever, they've got thousands of views. And then you've got content creators that are getting millions of views every week. Yep. Yet they're not the ones that are showing up on the top of the page. Mm-hmm. There's a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly, your algorithms are not natural at this. Yeah, point. and everybody knows, dude. I mean, yeah. I did a recent Google search. Uh, I did what the truth about the uh, the, the attack on Iran. Yeah. The, the truth about Iran. I actually is what it's up, not the attack on Iran. The truth about Iran, and it was every single liberal media source. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, not, exactly. not not one down the middle, not a conservative site. Which again, I'm not a biased dude here, but. All liberal media news sources. So you know exactly what they're going to promote. Yep. Right. So it's all the more reason that you guys got to continue to support, continue to push these messages out there, get involved in other uh, other groups out there that are doing it. Uh, because the more people we have doing this, the more we can silence this junk. Again, yeah. money's what works. And if they keep losing money, they're going to shut down. They have yeah. to. They yeah. have to. There's no other way. Yep. So. Give us the views, give us the listens, give other content creators the listens and the views and the subscriptions. And, you know, support support the industry, really. Support support your boys. Yeah, the gang. Yeah, you support know. your boys. We've There's plenty of amazing content creators that are trying to give more of a truth than yep. the media is, you know. 
And everybody knows the media is fake. It just matters which side you're on. Are you on the, the Fox News side or on the MSNBC side? Which is really... Fake. Well, there you go. <laughs> Welcome back to the first show of 2020. Hey, you said we're going to take shots. We're not going to well, apologize. Here we well, go. We're not going to. And again, we got to make this clear. We're not. Yeah. Out, we're not out just trying to take shots and just try to cap on people. Every. I don't know a podcast that doesn't do that. You know where they call Democrats stupid. Uh, if you look at a lot of the Republicans, they do the same thing when a Democrat's in office. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm talking about a presidential person. Uh, so I'm not falling into that ruse. I love the Constitution. I love what it stood for and what it stands for. I love our republic. Uh, and there's a lot of people that think that the nation is still racist, which there are probably there are some racist people. There's no question. But that's not the nation. You know, the very thing that you're trying to protest this flag is the symbol of freedom. Like, that's the point is that we can change these things. And it's going to take morality. It's going to take legit the gospel, legit the Holy Spirit. That's what this is about. This isn't anything that I can do in the flesh. Guys, listen. Why would we do this knowing that I can't beat a superpower? No. I can't win against a superpower, dude, right? Neither could a prophet. Do you think Nathan, in his own strength, had the guts to go confront David and say, you're the adulterer? Are you serious? No. Do you think any other prophet in the Old Testament had the guts to say, you know what? I'm going to go prophesy to that king. I'm going to see what he tells me. No. They're free. They were sent by God to go do these things, and God vindicated them. I don't have the option to, to stay silent. And I want to have an, an audience with President Trump or President Obama. I want to have an audience with these guys. And you know what? I'm going to prophesy that. We're going to have an audience one day with these guys. I promise you. We will. We have a lot of influence in different areas. Our local city, we have an influence in state governments. right? We, we know people that actually listen to us. and well, We have communication with them. But I would love to meet the, the, the President of the United States. I would love to meet his cabinet and say, guys, like, can we just get back to this paper so that we don't have to keep saying, well, the Democrats did it then I can do it. You know what the next president's going to say? Well, he did it, therefore I can do it. And they take it further. They just keep yeah. doing it. That's, that's one thing that I point out to people is I don't think you'll have a president, presidency from here on out that doesn't have some type of impeachment process. We've really hit that point where if you don't agree with the guy that's been elected, impeach him, get rid of him, try it. Now, the Republicans didn't end up going through with it with Obama, but you heard people always yelling, oh, we need to impeach him. We need to impeach him. Why? Because you don't agree with what he's doing. But I do find you it know? funny. Like, either way, no matter what side you swing on the fence here, you know, no matter what side of the fence you're on, um, again, I, I tend to align my views more with the Republican platform, yeah. I should say. So I've always voted Republican. I've always done my, 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 my due diligence. And uh, though I don't always agree with every Republican that I, that I see, I know that they at least align to my views personally, more of the conservative side. Uh, I, I am, I think, more just constitutional. Uh, wouldn't necessarily say libertarian. I do, I do think government is ordained by God, so there's a reason for that. Uh, but looking at it today, it's like we have Republicans in office who say that they're conservative but don't even hold to that. And I say that because why is it that when President Obama was, I'm just taking the, the, the recent, the last presidency, uh, why is it when they were in office, they got pert near everything they wanted yeah. and, and, and then some. Yeah. Then we have a re Republican-controlled Congress and Senate and presidency, and we can't pass— Can't do anything. Yeah, you, you can't get Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade, right? They're still spending money like crazy, right? They throw a bone here and there, right? They move the embassy uh, to Jerusalem. They, they, they throw a bone to us. And, you know, there's some things that, pre that President Trump's done to, to kind of— And I'm not throwing this on Trump. 
He's just the president. He can't do everything. It's it's the Republican I'm not throwing Party this on Trump. in general. I'm yeah. not mad at Trump. Yeah. Right. He's doing what he knows is right. You look at him, dude, and he's 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 uh, his tax policies. The economy's doing better. We hired a businessman. What do you think he's going to be good at? Yeah. Now he's spending a lot, right? And every businessman will say this: you got to spend it to make it, right? It's this kind of cycle thing he does. And I don't agree with spending more. Okay. I'm, as a matter of fact, it's unco- I, I just believe it's unconstitutional. We need to repeal the 16th, 17th amendments, dude. We got to repeal them. Why is it we'll talk about repealing or replacing Obamacare and not those amendments? Why? Why won't we talk about repealing amendments? Well, we need to repeal and replace Obamacare. Repeal those things that make us bleed. Yeah. You're just taxing the American people at will without even thinking or having any regard and the fact now we have democrat i'm sorry socialist people running in our country that are basically saying we can just pass laws and pass taxes the way we want to you know why because it's the poor people what okay you first why not show your own track record you give everything you have here be like president trump and give your salary why not let's see let's see what happens Give your salary your entire term. You know what, uh, Senator Sanders? Why don't you pay back all your salary that you've made the last 20-some-odd years? Of being, seriously. And and the, what, three houses that he's got now? Right. Four houses. And the like Audi that. that he drives, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, AOC, why don't you give your salary? Just don't even take a salary because you empathize with the poor people. Take a salary that they take. Yeah. Right? Take the average median income of that city that you're in, that, that district that you're in. Take the average uh, median income, reduce it by 20% because that's what poverty level is, and see if you'll like it then. See if you'll work for the American people then. I, w- I want to know how these politicians, they, you know, senators make, what, $170,000 a yeah, year? Yeah, about a buck Yet, 75, yeah. Almost, I shouldn't say almost all of them, but a large group of them are millionaires and worth millions of dollars. How and is it, that? And it how ain't because they're writing books. No. Who's reading them? No. Nobody cares what our senators are saying. For pretty good pretty reason. Pretty much. <laughs> but, unless, but, they're, um, but unless they're you're a shaker and millions. a mover, like, people will listen. I don't agree with anything she says. Maxine Waters. People will listen to AOC. I don't agree with anything she says. People will listen to Thomas Massey. Right? They'll listen to, to Representative Jim Jordan because they're movers and shakers. But everyone else that becomes, I don't know how Nancy Pelosi ended up a millionaire. How? It's questionable, isn't it? How? How does Biden and them end up millionaires? But then it comes back that they're 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 millionaires, but they're for the people, and they think millionaires and billionaires and, are evil. And they understand poor people. Yeah. Oh, and they understand those who don't have health care. Oh, oh, oh. They understand, too, parents and mothers. Yes. They understand what it's like to not have, right? Especially the health care sector, which you don't even follow your own thing that you passed. Right. That's what's ridiculous. Carve yourself out. That's well, see, no, you gotta start thinking, people. You gotta start thinking that this is what happens when you become naive to something, right? You just believe everything that's told to you. Hundred yeah. percent. And that's probably a good segue to get into what we're gonna talk about tonight. Um, obviously the the word on everybody's mind right now is Iran. And there was part of me that didn't want to talk about it, but the other part of me decided that there it was really important for us to talk about because without getting into this, we're leaving behind a big swath of information that people need to know because right now what it is is do you hate Iran or do you not? That's yeah, really the conversation. Okay, right but now. can you just take that to everything now? Well, absolutely. If you criticize yeah. the Republican Party, you're no longer a Republican. You must be a Democrat. If, if you say, man, President Trump, I wish he wouldn't have done that. 
Oh, you hate Trump. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that it's, is not the thing. You it's know? pure tribalism. So Bro. one of the things that we wanted to do tonight was we wanted to discuss, was there legal authority for him to make that action of killing the general? And it's we're not lawyers, <laughs> so we can't say definitively. Nobody can. Everybody's arguing about it. Right, because it's easy to say, well, the Constitution, but all those other, you know, bills that have been passed, all these yep. wartime acts have been passed. And go ahead. And and that's something that we're going to point out. So, I want you first to give what is legal authority for war in the general sense, yeah, constitutional. So, yeah, Article One, Section Eight talks about what's the legal way to do war. And I'm actually I got on another page here, so forgive me here while I'm doing that. Uh, let's see. The Congress, um, in Article 1, Section 8, Congress shall have the power to lay, collect taxes, duties, imposts, excises, to pay debts, and provide for the common defense and the general welfare of the United States. Notice the general welfare was not meant to be used as welfare uh, to help people. And if you look at even the Articles of Confederation, it actually talked about the well-being of the states, in other words, protection of the states. And that's what they meant by that, right? It wasn't to give money. And so if you go down about several sentences, it says to define and punish piracies, felonies, committed on the high seas and offenses against uh, law and uh, the law of nations. Uh, I'm sorry to define, to define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas and offenses against the law of nations, which is was kind of like there was this treaty, right? Yeah. The, the law of nations uh, to declare war, grant letters of mark and reprisal and make rules concerning captures on land and water to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to be used uh, to, to, to that. You shall be no longer than, uh, uh, no longer term than two years to provide and maintain a Navy. Right. And blah, blah, blah. So they said basically in all of these, that's kind of what they're doing uh, where they talk about what the Congress can approve for war. If you go to the president's power and authority, article two, uh, you know, where you talk, you see where the president's authority lays out. Mm-hmm. He's the commander in chief of the during wartime. Yeah. He's the commander in chief of the army during wartime. He can't just enact war. Because yep. why would he be able to do that? And then Congress is the only one that can authorize war or grant letters of mark and reprisal, right? Now, here's where it gets sticky, okay? Then in 18 so-and-so, they passed this thing where it gave the you know president all t- types of power to go do what he needed to do. In the 1930s, uh, Roosevelt was like, you know, I need this. I-, I need to just start enacting. I need to start taking over the banking system. I need to... Right. So then the lines start to get blurred a little bit. You know why? Because we start to panic, freak out and act in emotion. Yeah. And I've got a perfect example of that. So you go from the Constitution and obviously stuff gets placed in to give a little more power here, a little more power there. Emergencies. Right. Crisis. Let's go to 2001. So in 2001, we had the authorization for the use of military force. What happened in 2001? September 11th. So the 2001 AUMF authorizes the president to use necessary and appropriate force against those nations, organizations, or persons he determines planned, authorized, committed, or aided the terrorist attacks that occurred on September 11th, or harbored such organizations or persons in order to prevent any future acts of international terrorism against the U.S. by such nations, organizations, or persons. The whole war on terror, okay? This has long been understood to refer to Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. This was our opening for Afghanistan and Iraq. 
The other part of it is we ended up having another one for Iraq specifically. So now we've got basically an open-ended authorization of using military force. And there are a lot of people who argue, okay, this is this drone strike could fall under that authorization of military force. Now the question is, where do the lines get drawn for the constitutional principle of what the president can or can't do against an enemy combatant in a foreign nation? Now we've got Iraq. One of the questions is, he was actually in Iraq. He had just landed, got off the tarmac into the convoy. There was an Iraqi militia leader that was in the convoy as well, and these, these militias are trying to overthrow the government and, and, and create Iranian influence. And the convoy moves, I don't know, quarter of a mile away from the tarmac and gets hit with a drone strike. So it was obviously planned to nail him as soon as he got off the plane in Iraq. Mm-hmm. You can't just set that up right. within 10 seconds. Right. You knew he was going to land and you knew where he was going to be and you, you had the drone ready to go on it. Mm-hmm. When they came out afterwards, they said something to the effect of he was about to commit direct acts of terrorism against American assets, you know, diplomats, troops, American bases. So the question becomes, did Trump have the authority to do this and commit this act, considering it was a military action, but there was no authorization from Congress? And we've really got to wrestle with that because everybody's saying, well, he's a terrorist, so therefore. Yeah. Anybody can be named a terrorist at this point. That's right. And like you and I were talking about before, you or I could be put on the no-fly list in America because we're conservative we're gun owners, we're constitutionalists, we could be considered domestic homegrown terrorists. That's right. That's in the right. FBI's eyes. So then so so then what? Then because what? because you don't like me, you can just kill me. Now, we're not saying that this dude overseas wasn't a bad guy. We are for taking out military leaders yeah. who are or who do coups and attack its own people and, and we're totally for that. We get that, right? But why can't we just have a system that works? Because if you notice that ever since what even when was the last time we declared war as Congress, the last Iraq. actual decla- declaration of war, Iraq, right? But it really wasn't a declaration of war. They signed it. They signed the Patriot Act, and he went in. Basically, it was kind of an overnight thing. Hey, we're going to war. You know what I mean? Now they did it later on after we were in war. They they did some kind of what was it? A, uh, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, what Congress did, but the last time we fully declared war before we went to war was World War Two. Right. In 1942, we actually I'm sorry, in in the 1940s, we declared war over Germany and we were going over there to stop uh, uh, Hitler, a a terrorist. Right. And other regimes that were going on at that time. So if you notice, even now, what I guess what my point is, is this. Why is it that government always grows? And the lines always get blurred. Well, it's not really a war said by Republicans. It's not really a war. We just went attacked. Which then it fits, in, and I'm going to add on to that, then it fits under the uh, WPR, War Powers Resolution of 1973. So this was where Congress imposed limitations on the president's ability to conduct military option, 
operations around the world. And there were these standards that they set. Um, it's only pursuant to a declaration of war, specific statutory authorization, or a national emergency created by an attack upon the U.S. And they ended up arguing about whether or not to put limits on that. But people have used that as, well, I've got the WPR, I've got the War Powers Resolution, so I can take somebody out if I need to. Where Your power's just grown. Yeah, but you know they said that he attacked the U.S. Embassy. Am I right about this? They, they said he was going to. So, well, no, no, no. He did. Yes, he did. He did. They, and his name was even scrawled on the wall. Now, getting the question of, well, was it actually his guys that scrawled the name or not? But let's say it was. Let's say that's mm-hmm. completely true. It was his militia that attacked the embassy. So that is an American property. That is an American right. piece of land. Right. So, so because we're, we're having a discussion about this. What is legal and what is not? Yeah. Did they attack us on on, on uh, American property? Yeah. My question is, were we supposed to be there in the first place? I don't know. You know, this is, again, where we're growing and growing and growing and becoming the police of the world, yeah. which was not the intention of America, right? That is not our job, is to make sure other nations become like us. They should want to become like us, not be forced to become like us. And, and what successful change have we made? Well, exactly. So you look at you look at Egypt. Egypt's kind of a mess. They they're probably the best put together of the countries that we've upended or helped upend right now. Uh, all of Latin America is kind of a mess that we've put our hands into. You've got Libya. It's a mess, right? Syria. It's a mess. Iraq. A mess. Afghanistan. A mess. All of it is a mess. So at what point do we finally go, okay, we are done trying to shape foreign governments. <laughs> and give them money to do it. Yeah. And and I know people will argue, well, we've got to control terrorism. Or we have to have influence in that area of the world in order to control Russia and China and what they're doing globally in this whole global chess game. I, I understand that to a point. But, man, I kind of admire Switzerland that they're just like, mm, I'm going to do my own thing. Y'all fight. <laughs> I well, kind that, but, of admire that. A yeah, bit. well, I admire it too, but let's take it a step further, right? A nation that was founded on the principles of God, when, uh, mind you, I said founded, not perfect. They were founded on the things that they said the Lord was in on, okay? Now, we can argue what was going on at that time, but folks, if you're saying you're Christian today, just look around because exa- there's the, the, the foothold of Christianity needs to grow, okay? Yeah. So let's not blame them for the past, right? They did wrong, and they acknowledged it that they did wrong, right? And, and there was written books and accounts and, and journals on these things. Let me go back to this. We were nation founded on the principles of God that his divine protection is what guided us and won this revolutionary war, which gave us our Constitution right after we had the Declaration of Independence, correct? Yeah. We had the Articles of Confederation. wasn't the best. We went to a Constitution. Here we are. But when you leave your God and forsake your God, you're the one who has to protect yourself. See what I mean? Yeah. We're no longer relying on the protection of God, divine protection, almighty, almighty God, and the providence of God. Matter of fact, most Christians today are like, bomb the crap out of them. Protect ourselves. Let's do it ourselves. I don't have... Me and my little pea shooters for guns, even if I had nice ones, right? Really, really good ones. Even if I had all the, the, the army uh, stuff, you know, like the, the, the drones, if I had drones, if I had tanks, if I had bombs, missile launchers, all these things, that would protect me for a little while. Yeah. But eventually, you know what I mean? They can snipe you out. Of, you know what I mean? Like they can, their their technology is so big. That is why I can't fight this on my own. Yeah. 
But when we continue to put our hands in places where it doesn't belong, when we continue to think that we can do this without God, we continue to think that we can police the world. When the liberals come over here and say, basically, we can just get rid of God and it's going to be okay, right? Because we get to do what we want to do. When the conservatives continuously say that they're following God, but yet still trying to play the national, the international police, it's not working, guys. And it's getting worse. And you know what? Now, nations are beginning to hate us because we're involved in their affairs. Yeah. We're meddling with them. Think, I, I want people to think, especially in America, how would you feel if, if another country put boots on the ground in your country Bro, to try and meddle in your that. affairs? If, if China decided, we don't like Trump, we don't like what he's doing, we think he's a tyrant for the American people, so we're going to put boots on the ground and try to change that regime. Americans and, would go ape. And you're driving up and down the street and you see people with AKs strapped on their chests, right? Now you see the nice pictures where the American soldiers are going out there, you know, having fun with the kids yeah. and playing, you know, playing games with them and petting dogs and all that stuff. That would happen here. And, but I don't want an external force here. And and I'm not saying that there aren't bad tyrants that need to be removed. Of course. Like both of us agree absolutely. Like Gaddafi was not a good guy. No way. Assad is not a good Soleimani guy. Soleimani wasn't a good Soleimani's guy. Soleimani's not a good guy. The Ayatollah is not a good guy. Kim Jong-un is not a good guy. But at what point do we decide I can't remove every bad guy in the world and I've got to just handle my own stuff? And if you look at when you were talking, I thought about this. Do you ever notice the difference between the heart of the Revolutionary War and what they did compared to now? They had somebody who was acting a tyrant and was only getting worse. They fought and argued in consternation and tension and prayer and questioning about what to do. Sent petition after petition exactly. after petition to the king. They sent olive branches. They did everything they could to make it peaceful. Yes. But still, Boston was being their, bombed. Their hearts were, we don't want it to come to this. Right. And they finally said, we have to remove ourselves from under oh. the boot. And they declared war. Yes. Now they look declared at today. It. Now look at today. We look at a tyrant across the world and we see geopolitical advantage to the movement and we go, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. We're going after him. Look at the difference of heart. Our, our nation has a completely Here. different heart about the world in our place. Here, let's, let, let's, let's, let's take this a little bit to, to, to here currently now. We police the world. We hate bad guys, right? When Obama was bombing Libya and all these things and doing drone strikes and whatever he was doing, the liberals were for it, right? He was justified to do it. Now, some liberals came out against him, but it was still a national sentiment. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, President Trump's doing what he's doing. Again, I don't blame Obama and President Trump for this. President Obama and President Trump, they're doing what they know to do. Yeah. And, and I, I blame the judges in Congress for yeah. not upholding the law and checking him. They're not checking them, right? Yeah, just go ahead. Well, shoot. Nobody's even standing up anymore for, for the paper, right? Let's take it. Let's take. Let's take this right. And and just to interrupt. I'm sorry. One thing. The only people standing up are only standing up for political advantage. 100%, There's not dude. principle to it. The, no the reason they're disagreeing with Trump is not because they have principle of what the Constitution should be. It's I don't like Trump, and this is my opportunity to no, go against it. They'll point to the Constitution. Oh yeah, but they won't follow it when their guy's in office or yeah. their girl, right? But. I find it funny that liberals are like, man, we need to be easier on crime and punishments and all these things. But when Obama was bombing Libya and doing drone strikes, they let it go. 
our borders are being overrun, but we're okay. You know what I mean? Like it, the, liberals to me are the are, are are very very confused people. The leftists, I should say, not the classical liberal, but the leftists are some very confused individuals. They they seem to operate a lot out of emotion. I believe it was Senator Jim McDermott, former Senator Jim McDermott. Uh, he said in a in a in a uh, quote in 2004, um, what was it? I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Here it is. Uh, he did an interview on Fahrenheit 9/11 um, in 2004. He said, "You can you can make people do anything if they're afraid." Mm-hmm. Listen to that. Oh my gosh, the recession's going to happen. Everything's going to close. We're going to lose our banking systems. Oh my gosh, we got to pass another stimulus bill, right? Oh my gosh, man, someone's going to bomb us. We got to go over there and bomb them first. Oh my gosh. You know, if we don't pass the stimulus bill, you know, this time around, government's going to shut down. Holy smokes. People are going to be without paychecks. Can't pay the bills. Can't do this. Fear. Yeah. Every single decision, it seemed like, is being run off of one thing. Paranoia. Yeah. Fear. Both sides now. Seriously. Even even the Soleimani thing. The fear was he's going to attack an American asset somewhere. So, therefore, we have to attack him back. But in the in, and I can understand that to a point. But in the grand scheme of it, what it really was is we fear Iran being able to do whatever they want. Right. We fear Iran having some strength over us, so we've got to flex our muscle and we've got to attack, right? And we've we've got to show our force. Now, in a, a purely secular geopolitical way, that that does make sense. I mean, one of the biggest complaints that Republicans had about Obama was Obama never stood up. The truth. And, it, and it's true. Which is true. We looked weak to everybody. That's because he kissed rings, bro. We yeah. don't have to do that. Yeah. We don't bow down in front of someone else, you know, and say that's respect. He was a weakling. He did let people walk over them. I agree with the conservative 100% yeah, on this I do one. Too. 100%. I'm not saying we should stand down with terrorists. We shouldn't do that. Can't we just run it through the Congress first? Yeah. Can't we just get a consensus where everybody's on board here and saying, we're going to go destroy and, terrorism? And it actually would have been fairly easy, I think. I mean, what is easy with Congress anymore? But for the past couple of presidencies, this guy has been a marked man. 100%. Everybody's wanted to take this Which, guy out. But Clinton, Bush, and Obama all chose to pass on taking this guy out. I, I read an article from the Atlantic, the liberal site. Is, yeah. That's pretty liberal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I read an article from the Atlantic because so I'm trying to get a balanced view. What do they say? What does a conservative say? The Atlantic said that, that they didn't pass because he wasn't a bad guy. They just thought it wasn't expedient. It yeah. just wasn't good. It, and they thought do. it would escalate things, which, which it, it kind of did. Now, I, th- I really believe that the show of force that Iran did was basically a... Poke the bear? Uh, no, uh... uh Hey, we're tough. <laughs> you know, shoot some and missiles. America comes by and says, we crush you like worm. <laughs> well, and, and there's there's a lot of reports, which take everything with a grain of salt, but there's a lot of reports that Iran through back channels basically said, it's this missile strike, and then we're done. And even gave heads up because there were no casualties. Right. There was minimal damage. It was only four missiles or whatever that actually hit. It looked like a... Hey everybody, look how strong I am. Okay, I'm done. You know, like like it was bringing like a, a potato gun to a to, yeah. a to a real gunfight. And in in essence, here's what I find funny too. I saw this post, I can't remember where it was from, but there was actual pictures of Soleimani's body. Yeah. 
right, for the funeral. But we haven't seen pictures of Epstein in his jail cell. That's so. Somebody was Think pointing about out. That, somebody was pointing out just to get on. I'm the not. Air. I'm not getting conspiracy theory. Yeah. I just let's just make sense of this. Yeah. We can get pictures of a dude that got bombed three thousand miles away, but a guy but, who's in our jail cell who is questioned on how he died. It's questioned seriously. And you know what? Most people don't think he killed himself. Most <laughs> considering the like meme of the century at this right. point is Epstein didn't kill himself, and there are no pictures of him on the perp walk. There so you go. I, I was hearing somebody point this out. I was like, you're right. I never saw any pictures of him on a perp walk. When was the last time you saw a celebrity get arrested and not have pictures of their perp walk? That's right, dude. Crap, <laughs> even the lady that got busted with a college scandal. Perp walk. Crazy. Perp walk. Everybody around her. You got you're, a pedophile who didn't get a perp walk. They're nothing. Supposed pedophile. Nothing? Which he was a pedophile. The, yes. I I don't even care about. Well, he was never found guilty. Don't don't. Okay. Don't. He's guilty. <laughs> Just don't even. But but this is this is what I'm trying to say. What is? I I wish we could do ourselves a favor and not not think that there's a demon behind every doorknob. Thank you. But don't believe everything you hear. Yeah. Right. Start to really question things that. Just because the R says it, doesn't mean it's always true. Mm-hmm. Just because the D says it. Doesn't mean it's always true. Just because you hear it on your favorite news source, it may be wrong. Still question. Here, whatever guys that are on podcasts, whether the left or the right, whatever they say, go do your your own homework. Right? Like my pastor, when he preaches, I sit and analyze what he says. I go to scripture. I'm not questioning what he says. I want to know his revelation too. I want to know what is being revealed to him so it's revealed to me. And most of the time, when I'm going to scripture, I'll come back on a Monday or Tuesday and be like, man, you know what? I I read that scripture you preached on, and it it hit me a little different than that. And he's like, well, that's good, dude. You know, good. I I never saw it that way either. And so there's a discourse that happens, right? But when we have a paper called the Constitution, which it's funny how it only gets referenced when it's politically... Politically expedient. It only gets referenced when it's politically expedient, the Constitution. That this document is the only thing that restrains Trump. Yeah. When the, when, when the Republicans had uh, President Obama in office, the Constitution, he, he overran, the, he lied about taxes on, 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 on health care, right? And it, it only works when it's politically expedient because nothing changes. Listen to me. Nothing changes. It still gets worse. President Trump said he would reduce the deficit. <laughs> Listen to me. It's again, I'm not blaming him. I'm saying that it still happens. It only works when it's politically expedient. Mark my words, this year you're going to see every single letter from the Republicans fundraising that they're standing for the law. I promise you. I promise you. That's exactly what they're going to I'm tired of seeing that. Dude, we can pass national laws to make sure that ki- that animals don't get abused. It's a federal offense now, which most states already had, right? But babies can still be killed at 900 a day, 700 a day, 300 a day. We, we're just slaughtering them, right? It's funny that a, a young baby in the womb is considered a patient in the doctor's hands when it needs surgery for things like spina bifida or a heart issue. It's considered a patient. But they can go get an abortion doctor and it's just a fetus, right? Nothing changes because it's politically expedient. And that, my friends, is what's wrong with this nation, right? We'll use the word of God when it's expedient for you. But when it comes to sin, sometimes we just, we don't, you know what I mean? Here's the life. Here's the life. 
that you have a nation that stood for something. You have a nation in the palm of your hand that fought kings and other tyrannical governments and have succeeded and won. And every single major thing that they won in war, you know who they depended on? The living God. When we were in war, World War II, the last major war that we really, really had, right? People were going to churches in droves, man. In droves. Even John F. Kennedy acknowledged that rights don't come from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God. Dude, it was Eisenhower and Roosevelt. All these guys were praying, calling it on radios. We need to pray. We need to fast. Abraham Lincoln, which I don't agree with a lot of what he did, right? Especially when he uh, upended the Constitution in a lot of ways, right? The Emancipation Proclamation obviously was a good thing. It was necessary. We needed to end slave. We needed to end segregation. All these things, but there were certain things that were unconstitutional. Okay, and now people may disagree or not agree with that, but still relied on the Heavenly Father, right? Most of the governors in our founding era had days of prayer and fasting. We had something that was only given to us by God. So what makes us think that we're going to do this without God, and then at the end say, "Lord, help us," when we still continue to use man's methods? We can't do that. The life is we have a God that is waiting for you right now to call on him, to call on him. If we submit to him, I promise you, he can change things. But you know what's going to cost us? Everything. It may cost us our debts. We may have to give up a lot of things to go back to the way it was where everything was simple. You know what? Where you could own your house and you didn't owe taxes on it every year. Hmm. Right? where you can own your car free and outright. We didn't have to pay tax on every single thing. You know, back in the day in the 50s, I asked some people in our office, they're in their 70s right now. I said, when you bought that ice cream for 10 cents, because they would tell us ice cream was 10 cents, sodas, yeah. sodas were five cents or something like that. I said, do you remember having to bring pennies for tax? And they were like, oh my gosh, no. You come in with a nickel, done. Come in with a dime, done. Bro, you can't even look at a stick of gum without taxing it. That's how far we've come. I don't want this anymore. I don't want this for political expediency. Folks, listen. We haven't done this for expediency. I'm not gaining anything by doing this. I just want to wake people up and get them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's my job. But as we're knowledgeable in Jesus Christ and as we grow in our faith, we are called to go be influencers in this world. Now, you may be an influencer in business. Praise God. You may be an influencer in, in, in the family realm. Praise God. You may be a, 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 an influencer in government. Praise God. But be an influencer. Know your history. Know the word of God. If you're called to a church, you're supposed to know the word of God, correct? You don't want to go outside of those bounds. Well, shoot, if you're in government, learn the law. Learn the law. That's all you got to do. Don't try to gain more power for yourself. Give power back to the people. So what makes, this is what I ask politicians all the time. What makes politicians think that you have more moral code than, than I do? That you can just willingly pass laws, do taxes and all these things more than I can. What makes you more of a moral person than me? What makes you think you need to have authority over me? Why? Why? Why is it the American people are the ones always hurting when this happens? We're the ones going into debt, going up against Iran, right? We're the ones that are getting screened in airports because of terrorism, not the terrorists. Oh, they're getting screened too. But why am I getting screened? What did I do? I'm an American for crying out loud. Oh, you might do something. Dude, that's just like me saying, no matter where I go, I could get robbed. So I better make sure that, to pack a gun. And you know what? I better pack a gun and always be live and have it in my hands because someone might steal from me. 
That's paranoia, bro. I don't want to live like that. Right? You know, I trust people. I trust you. I trust my neighbors. Right? We live on we live on a street where you can just trust people. And people be like, man, but that's not everywhere. No, it's not. No, it's not. But what would it take instead of trying to make sure that you're staying away from your neighbor because you're afraid of them, that you actually open up your heart and go talk to them, show them some love, right? What about these foreign nations like Iran and Iraq and at, like you said, Afghanistan, the Central American countries, uh, Cuba, all these places, right? What if we went over there with a hand of love, right? With our people and, and not, not a driving force. And not a motive. Not a the, motive, the, bro. One of the big things is there's always a motive. And people have come to distrust America because they feel there's always a motive. There's always a, a control factor going on. And honestly, the vast majority of times there is. There's some type of control factor that happens, right? 100%. And, and some ulterior motive as to why this money is, is being offered or this deal yes. is being offered, right? What would it look like if, especially... Not even the American government, but the American people. You know, the I think about the Bahamas and the hurricane and oh, how dude. much the American people moved forward. Dude, and, just Florida. And I I had people from up north like, well, what's America really doing for Bahamas? And I said, actually, Florida is doing a lot, yeah, like dude. millions and millions and millions of dollars going. in product for yeah. Bahamas. And we're still doing it. The Stewart Airport, they still have airplanes going down mm-hmm. there with loads of stuff. Yeah, pa- uh, Pastor Todd was just there yeah. uh, oh, last weekend. Yeah. Went there for three days. So we have the heart to do it. The question is, are we still willing to do it? And I think one of the problems is we've become comfortable of not having to do it. That's that that's whole. Good. That's that whole argument of the idea of the welfare, of it, yeah. the idea of, of being taken care of creates complacency. So the more your government does for you, the more complacent you become. That's good. You don't have to do anything. That's good, man. You, you don't have to earn a paycheck anymore, right? You, you'll get fed. You'll get housed. You'll, and I'm not saying that there aren't people who need help or assistance, but why is it that we continually try to make ourselves more comfortable and safer by removing our liberties and removing our own agency. And I know I've talked about this a lot, but like we're removing our own agency by removing our own responsibility. Truth. Truth. And the question is, okay, what do you do about it? It really is the gospel that changes things around. Because when you look at early America, what did they respect? They respected the gospel. So that they didn't look at somebody else or the government. They looked at God and they looked at their Amen. fellow man. Amen. So how do we remedy this, bro? Like, this is what I want to do with every, every single podcast. Like, we have a problem. What do we do? How do we speak life into this? How do we, we get people encouraged? Um, this is where <clears throat> I'm, I'm being engaged more and more and more to act. You know, that they're, you know, I, I study the Constitution a lot. You know, you can see the bookshelves. I mean, I'm studying a lot. And it's hard for me to talk about the Constitution. We've passed so many resolutions, so many acts, so many bills that have literally upended the Constitution. It's very hard to speak like this is what the Constitution says. Yeah, but according to 1973, but according to 1875, but according to this, but it it didn't even follow the law. Like, how did that even pass? You know what I mean? Like, what Mm -hmm. judge didn't say that's not in the Constitution? We can't even pass that. You know what I mean? Why didn't they check that? Right. Because corruption just happens. And so people go, man, but how can we fight this? You know, what 
what can I do? Like, how can I fight any of this, man? Which is a good question. Yeah. It's a very good question. Um, we feel our duty is to go wake up people. Yeah. Our duty is to go wake up people to go get involved in politics. I'll get there one day in the political realm, I think. I think I'll get involved locally first and see where that goes. You know what I mean? But this won't be for another probably 10 years because I, I want to make sure my kids are out of the house uh, before I do that. Because I want, I want to be a dad to him. Now mm-hmm. I'm pastoring, but I'm still talking to other pastors about this. Um, our curriculum's coming out here in mid-February, God willing, uh, the Government versus God curriculum, uh, that it's more apologetics-type teaching. It's not so much just the Constitution, but it's more of apologetics. It's how to answer uh, th- those who disagree with you constitutionally. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about. And that'll be coming out mid-February, so you can get your hands on that stuff. But, like, how do we fix it? What do you think we can do right now? It's It's the... Reengagement with the self, and I know that sounds very psychological and and almost very secular, but so you start with the gospel, and with the gospel comes Christ. With Christ comes a new person, a new man, a new a, a new life. Right, you've left it all behind. The right. old life has died. Well, what do you do with that new life? Mm. You're you're reborn, right? The whole Christian idea of, of rebirth of new birth from there there is a journey of creating what god has created you to be and part of that is self-creation that's why america was so individualist right because the foundation of the building of the individual was for the most part found in christ so once you get that foundation right and you move forward you can improve yourself without christ i'm not saying that Absolutely. You can improve yourself. You can become a a better person. You can become a person with more integrity. But there there is something about having that concrete standard outside of the salvation that's needed because we cannot be perfect. We cannot be perfect. Truth. So there is salvation that is needed for our soul. However, that solid concrete foundation, accountable to God, will carry you through as you improve and you mature and you change and you become the individual God created you to be. And your purpose is found in who you are in God. So I say all that because I do believe that it starts with the individual. How many people, and I was thinking about this this morning, how many people would be willing to lie if they knew it would make them a couple extra thousand dollars or save them a couple thousand dollars? And the vast majority of us would say, mm, yeah, I'd probably tell that lie. Mm-hmm. It's just a small one. You right. know? And, and I'll tell you this. It, it won't even really affect anybody. It is just, it'll get you a better deal. The Christian standard is that lie doesn't, it, it's not only important because it's affecting the people around you. It's affecting you inside because you've just made a concession in your heart and soul. You've made a compromise on your own standards. So the next time, maybe it's 500 bucks. You're willing to lie. Well, that works. Maybe it's 100 bucks the next time. Maybe it's 50 bucks. All of a sudden, you're lying to get a dollar. And people are like, well, that would never happen. Watch yourself over a period of time. You either get better or you get worse. So the individual with concrete standards, accountable to God, will learn how to become a person with great integrity and morality 
which will then shape the people around them, shapes the society, shapes the culture, right? A culture who is truly uh, respectful and humble before God, you're telling me that's not a healthy moral culture? It's when they move away from God that they become decayed. That's exactly right. The morality falls off. Suddenly the compromises happen. Well, it doesn't matter if I flirt a little bit with that girl at work. Well, it doesn't matter if I go, you know, have a beer with her. It doesn't matter if I only sleep with her once, right? Yeah, who's going to hold me to it? Who's going to hold me to it? And that, But see, that's how the standard keeps going backwards, right? So, again, this is, this is that idea that um, we become a nation that just depends on other people to do it for us, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why you see so much idolatry. Yeah. And I'm saying idolatry on both sides, dude. It's, it's, it's crazy how this works, man. Uh, the, 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 the idea that it's no longer, they say the tagline, you know, I agree, keep America great, all those things, but man, it's Trump. Like it's, it's like idolatrous in some yeah. people. Yeah. Like my they gosh, see him dude. as the savior. As the savior. Dude. Yeah, really? I mean, I mean, dude, it's crazy. Now I'm not saying everybody, yeah. I know there's people out there with a the balance and you know who you are and you know that I love you. And even those of you that idolize Trump, I love you too. Right. I'm not saying that. But because you won't trust in God, you'll trust in a man. Yeah. And and there will people be people who say, ah, well, God sent him to save us. Sure. Yeah. But he also sent Saul. Yeah. And Saul fudged it up for mm-hmm. the people. David also screwed mm-hmm. up. Solomon really screwed mm-hmm. up. Um, I don't know a king that was perfect. And, and that's kingdoms. That's not this, the republic. Yeah. That's kingdoms. In, in this... Republic, we are the ones that are supposed to hold the authority. We hold authority to elect the representatives to, and we give them certain powers to go do what they do, right? But if you want to think about it, you know, some of these uh, people who are uh, left leaning, the, the, the super liberal, I didn't ask for this nation. I didn't ask to be a part of this. And they're all mad about America. Well, dude, I didn't ask to pay taxes, but I'm paying them. Yeah. And I don't want to. To me, why would I keep paying into a system that, you know, spends it crappy? Why would I want to do that? You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, I, I, who would want to invest in my business if I keep bleeding? Who would want to do that? Right? I, oh, but look at what the good of what we do with your money. It doesn't matter. You're not making money. You're bleeding. You're yeah. inefficient. I wouldn't even hire you to run my company. Right? Even though you own a, a company, it just doesn't make sense. You know? So, uh, I think all these arguments come down to this a nation that forsakes God, uh, mourns. Mm-hmm. Proverbs is very clear about it, you know, but it's almost beyond that. Remember, look what it says. It's the nation that forgets God, not the government. Yeah. The nation, the, the, the leader, people. The leader follows the nation. That's exactly it, man. The, follows the will of the people. You see yeah. it today. You yeah. just talked about it with YouTube. They follow the the trend. Yeah. You know, the trend is going to get hot again. You know, we have a graphics designer at our church. It's really funny how this all works, man. Um, she's incredibly creative. Like, her her graphics are cool. Like, everything she does, she's done some graphics for us. They just blow away, right? She sent me this podcast from these uh, creators, these these uh, graphic design type guys. And I don't know if they do that or if they just critique or whatever. But they're like, we're going back to a simple system, you know, where you had to post every day before and you had to come up with these cold, colorful graphics and all these things. And blah, blah, blah. You know what? The, what videos were starting to get traction last year? What's going to come into this year? Just a white background with black letters <laughs> and the message. And you don't need to post every day now. You can post like three times a week. Yeah. It's, a, it's just, who's making these trends? You know what I mean? Like, people are going to love you or they're going to hate you, yeah. no matter how much you post to me, right? 
uh, go with a, a preacher that's well known. No matter how much you post him, he's going to get the likes and the views. You know what I mean? Same thing here. Like, no matter what we do, it just seems like we follow the people. And the more moral and corrupt the people become, we start to elect the people that follow in that line. And then we get mad when we're not becoming more sinful. Right? We're not, we're, we're getting mad because we don't have more power for our party. Right? Like, this is what we want ultimately is more power for our party. Yeah. Right? I, so you can run the next election and say, well, shoot, you know, we took out what's his name, Soleimani, which had nothing to do with me. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, we did raise taxes again. We had to because we got to pay off the national debt. I'm not saying Trump's done that. I'm saying, what's going to be the next thing? Well, you know, we did, you know, drop unemployment, but we still spent a ton, you know, yeah. a way ton, right? The last budget was what, $1.2 trillion or Jeez, 1.4? 1.4. 1.4 yeah. trillion. And then they, they, they infringed on the rights of the people, the rights of the people, like upping the cigarette age to yeah, 21. Yeah, to 21. Didn't say anything. That, didn't ask the 18-year-olds. Yeah. That can go to war, but they can't smoke now. <laughs> you right? can die for your country, but Dude. but you can't now. You you could be nineteen on a military base out in the Middle East, and you can't have a cigarette. Think about that. Think about that, dude. Now I'm a pastor. I'm not encouraging smoking. I'm encouraging freedom, yeah. and freedom is messy, folks. That's what freedom is, and that's where the the integrity of the individual comes into play. Cause when you have freedom, you have to have people with integrity. And the only way to change this system that we've got is to start building integrity back into people. And right. I, would, I would argue, start building purpose, right? Everybody wants purpose and nobody's got it right now. Nobody like, has real purpose. That's exactly right. But think about it. Me being a pastor does not change my view on Liberty. Me being a Christian it, it makes you all the more defensive yes, for liberty. Yes, for liberty, because it lets me be free to be a Christian to go preach to that person who I know is in a lifestyle of drugs, right? To go redeem them to Christ. If I keep trying to fight it in the flesh, it ain't going to work, man. Yeah. You know, it's just not going to work because it gets worse and worse and worse. That's not what's going to fix all this. I'm telling you, dude, the more they suppress God, the more we're crying out for something greater than us. Yeah. The, the left right now is saying, oh, my God. What do we do? Trump's such a bad guy. Well, what do we do? What do we do? They're crying for something outside of themselves. Yeah. You see that? We always, always. Every, every single human being cries out for larger authority. 100%. One way or another, whether it's the government, whether it's God, whether it's a group of people, there's always an authority that we want to, to have control or influence over a situation. 100%. But that's, again, the whole purpose of this is to point out the errors and to speak life. I want to speak life now. I believe we have a nation that can do this right. We have the people to do it. Will America be saved? Not my call. My call is to fight for it. And my call is to fight and make sure that we're following its paper, its law, yeah. right? And educate myself that in case it ever falls, that we have the right people to put in its place to make sure it never happens again. And I think, I think we're in a great position because we're at that point where Everybody's searching. Everybody's looking, right? Everybody's so, searching. So we have the great opportunity to show people. They've basically gotten sick of all the lies and the crap. And now they're like, okay, I just want truth. It's kind of like if you have a ton of sugar all at once, you sit there, your belly bursts, and you're like, I never want sugar again. So while the iron is hot, now is the time. For Christians to stand up and say, okay, you've filled yourself on everything the world has to offer. 
and you're sitting there with a stomach ache hating the world. 100%. Now's the time that I tell you the truth about something that actually fulfills and something 100%. that will carry you through everything in your life up and down, right? right? And we have this great opportunity because the tyrant hasn't come yet. I don't care what you say about Trump. He's not a tyrant. The tyrant has not come yet. We have time before the real oppression starts. Yeah, before a dictation really, really happens. It will happen right. if we don't do something. Right. And we have this opportunity. That's hopeful. That's right. Now's the time right. to move forward. People think that Trump's the, Trump's the tyrant. There's no way um, because you're, the freedom still exists to do what we do. Now, individual companies can try to shut it down, but we're still free to do and be who we are. Yeah. Um, ha is it being stripped away little by little? But that happened before Trump. It'll Most, always happen. Yeah. Tr you know, people said President Obama was a tyrant. President Bush, I think, did some pretty crazy unconstitutional things as well. Yeah. And you know what? I bet you any money when Trump's not done on office. We'll look back 10 years after that and say, man, he really didn't, you know. He didn't do much. Because even conservatives now are like, man, Bush really wasn't, oof, you know, yeah. like he, he didn't really follow. You know what I mean? And, and we can all look at, but let's take that to the natural too. Now that the liberals and the Democrats are saying this is unconstitutional, folks, we shouldn't be saying, well, your guy did it. We should say, can we go through that real quick? Let's, let's talk about that. That's yeah. great. You know what? We should do something about that. I agree with you. If it was unconstitutional, why don't we sit down? And if it's unconstitutional in this instance, how do we stop that in the future then? Yeah. Let's say your guy gets in office and wants to do something like this and it's unconstitutional like this. How do we stop that? What, what safeguards can we put in its place so the government doesn't grow? Yeah. And you know, that's, I mean? you know what I mean? Instead of like, ah, well, your guy did it too. You know, like that doesn't do anything. It doesn't change anything. And it only makes them more angry at you yeah. for no reason. You and, know? and that's an argument that you and I have talked about and you and I agree on is neither of us like that position where it's like, well, so-and-so did it, so we're going to do it. Oh, well, buddy. because then five years down the road, they're going to do it. Yeah, what if your guy does it? Yep. Yeah, so why would why compromise now just to watch somebody else do it five years exactly. from now? Like, I've, I, the whole nuclear option, Harry Reid, oh, the nuclear option, we need to use it now. Dude, you're going to regret it. And I said it as soon as he did. I was like, you're going to regret it. And sure enough, a couple years down the road, the Republicans used it to their advantage. And Reed's going, how dare they? They can't do this. <laughs> you did it. That's you right. gave them permission to do it. Right? That's what's going on with impeachment. You're giving the Republicans permission to try and impeach your guy purely because they don't agree with it. Purely they don't speculation. Like it. They and don't like him. You know what's going to happen? Because the Republicans may fall into this trap. They might, because they do. They, I think they, they will. They, they do the both sides. They will. If it's a woman, they're going to eviscerate you. Uh, You're attacking her because she's a woman. Yeah. If it happens to be another, uh, uh, you know, you know, someone of a nation nationality, different nationality, they're going to eviscerate them for that. They're racist. You know what I mean? Look what they're trying to do to you. Yeah. They're getting you to play these circular reasoning games when in reality we're losing power. The people are always the ones hurting. Yeah. It's the people that end up hurting in the end. Listen, folks, the people end up hurting in the end. When we go over there and bomb another nation, you know who hurt? We did. Not just them. We did. Because our boys had to go over there again, mm -hmm. right? We're still in a 20-year conflict that has not been resolved. We don't even know the objective. Yeah. When, we say what? terrorists, but we don't. So we've been fighting terrorism for 20 years, but President Trump gets in there and kills this guy. Shouldn't that end it? Like, are, are we done now? 
Like, how many more are there? Yeah. How come he could do that right away, but it's taken us 20 years to try to end it here in, in Afghanistan, in Iraq? That, Think about that. Did, did, I'm sure you saw how the Iraqi parliament... And now, the ones who didn't agree with the resolution abstained and didn't even show up that day. So it, it wasn't a really accurate resolution. But did you see how the Iraqi parliament mm-hmm. no. brought a resolution that America should get out right away? Like, they need to leave after we, we killed Soleimani. I looked at that, and I was kind of like, okay, <laughs> let's wave and go, good luck. Let's get out. Yeah. That's that's our cue. We can save face. We're done. See you. Peace. Yeah, I mean, and instead of soldiers, we send diplomats. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Instead of you, soldiers, we send people who are actual what? lawmakers. And, if if know, Iran wants Iraq, have it. Have it. Have it. Now, that screws the Kurds, that screws everybody who does not want Iran to have control over their country. I understand that. And I have sympathy for you. And man, that breaks my heart. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I want out. <laughs> I well, didn't choose this. Because those, I want out. If you think about it, the the the, the radical Islamic ideology, shoot, the Islamic the Islamic uh, ideology ain't something to be played with. They they no. they are not playing around. No. You know, they dude Paul and I were talking about this the other day, and he's like, you know what their definition of peace is? I'm like, yeah, conformity to them. Yeah, submission. Submission to them. That's what peace is to them. They don't think of peace the way we think of peace. We can't pet that. that dude, if you're going to go to war with them, just, you, you, you got to go with the mentality to kill. Yeah, they, they only respond to strength. Exactly. That, you're, you're trying to beat an, a mental ideology, a yeah. belief system. Which teaches to be willing to sacrifice for the ideology, for the idea. You can't win without killing all of them. No, tell and, me this. and the more you kill, the more you piss off to be willing to die for that religion. But as brutal as that is, look at the American people now. We're willing to sacrifice freedom for a little bit of safety. Absolutely. We're willing to sacrifice a little bit of freedom so we can get our guy in office. We're willing to impeach the president. Right? We're willing to make sure that we don't even have those powers when we get into office just so we can get rid of this guy. Shoot, we'll even quit visiting family because we don't agree with them. Yeah, yeah. We won't go to the same flipping church because we don't agree with them, right? We won't even see him down the street. We won't help our neighbor because they may be a Trump supporter, dude. Now on our bridges right now, right? Uh, Roosevelt Bridge. Yeah, they're yeah. protesting Trump and they're praising Trump on the same bridge, yep. right? And, and, and yet, babies are dying. Public schools are, are destroying children in a lot of ways. If you're a public school teacher, I love you. I do. But I just talked to a, a public school teacher just recently who, who had to get out. He was my fifth grade teacher. And he said, for those 20 years that I was teaching, I could teach what I wanted. I could teach things. And we charted growth. And then Common Core and standards came in. And it ruined us. It, we could we didn't have the freedom to just be us and have fun and teach. We used to put on plays because I couldn't do that anymore. They took up all of our. We couldn't be creative. We couldn't nothing. Yeah. Right. So now they're putting kids in a box and in a system. Right. The homeless are in the streets, and you're protesting some guy, a guy that has nothing. He'll never sit down and have lunch with you. Yeah. Right. You're- but your neighbor who's sleeping under that bridge that you're on right now. Gosh, that's life to me. You're protesting someone that's 1,500 miles away when the person under the bridge needs help. You're on top of the bridge that the people are under that need help right now. Because yeah. it's, it's scary. 
it's it's scary to live real life. You want to know why everybody's invested in politics, us included. A, but we but, but we're beyond that too. A, a big part of why so many people are invested in politics is it's a soap opera. It's a great it's a point. tribalism soap opera. It's a great point. So you hate Trump because Trump represents what you don't agree with. And he's against your team. So you it's kind of like going to the, the football game and cheering for your home team and hating the away team purely because they're the away team and they wear, they wear different colors. Because the whole Trump derangement syndrome thing, no matter what he does, he's wrong. He could cure cancer. He's wrong. But it's an escape. The guy under escape. the bridge is a scary event because it's real life. And it could get messy. Truth. But let's say there was an accident that happened. I could promise you they'd put down their little protest flags and yeah. the little protest signs and they'd be together helping one another. Why can't we do that? No. Because, dude, politics, they, they love division. And they we're not just talking division. about liberals. We're talking about conservatives. I, I said too. that. Yeah. There's people protesting against him and for him. Right. I, I don't do that stuff because to me that doesn't to me that doesn't do anything to me, right? All you're doing is showing that there's more division. Politicians love division. They feed they fundraise on that. They yeah, love that. They feed them on elected. That. Heck yeah, dude. You know what? I'm this, they're not. That's why you need to vote for me. And if they are that, that's the problem with America. That's exactly how they fundraise, dude. And I mean, I, I, I can't even think that way. Dude. We're on the same team. There's ministries again that I'll put, dude, uh, American Minute with Bill Federer. I'll promote that all day. ChrisAnnHall.com. Look it up. Look at her podcast. She's amazing. Institute on the Constitution, Wall Builders, David Barton. I'll promote anybody that, that has a platform like this. I don't care. Shoot, they got a better platform than I do. I just want to see people united. Now, you won't unite with everybody. You're going to be persecuted for the faith and all these things. I get that. I get that part, right? But this menial fleshy stuff, man, it ain't going to change nothing. And it doesn't mean that you have to agree or even oh stand gosh, for the same no. thing, no, right? No, man, no. Because there's there's no way that there are certain things that liberals stand for that we're going to stand for. No way. But you look 70, 80, 90, 100 years ago. Now, they got vicious with each other, but there was still some sense of mutual respect right. of okay our goal is to make the nation better how yeah. do we get there i think too you like know? is learning how to articulate your position that's a big one for us it's huge i think what happens is most people say well they won't listen to me and every time i get into a discussion with a liberal they just get mad well were you getting mad at them were you yelling at them or were you actually trying to talk to them yeah like if you look at these videos that uh crowder does and the, the, these guys that go to the, the universities yeah yeah, people get upset, and there's, of course, one or two that do. But nine out of ten times, they're actually having a discourse. I love that about that yeah. uh, about um, Stephen Crowder. I love that part about, like, that aspect of him, that he's willing to sit down with you because he's very articulate in his position. Now, is he crass? Yes, and he makes time for that. Yeah. But in those moments, he just wants to genuinely talk to you. Charlie Kirk will sit down and actually genuinely talk to you. I don't agree with everything, right? I, to me, they are kind of becoming the Trump machine, you know, like, like it's opportunistic. God bless them. That's what they do. Right. Sure. That, that's business, man. You're going to become opportunistic, but look what they've done to rally the young vote. I mean, they've, they've done a lot. I'll give them that. Right. And they're willing to reach across the aisle. 
Yeah, yeah. Not not in a uh, Th- oh, let's kumbaya. Them, but, yeah, yeah. But but they're willing to sit down with somebody. They're willing to that, take the question. Completely disagree. Yeah, with they're them. willing and, to take the yeah, question. Yeah, they're willing to have the yeah. discussion, which is so important because there's so many people who aren't even willing to have that discussion. Anymore. Exactly. That's why yeah. it's it's cool to have a Candace Owens do that. That she can sit down with a liberal and and articulate and and it's it's easy to get into an argument but it's it's a lot harder to win them you know and so win them by the knowledge that you've gained uh i think that's where we have to go back to is just the simple how you doing you know yeah you believe that that's cool man why do you believe it? i just want to know like is there do, do, you, do you have any room that you may be wrong about that well maybe yeah okay cool let's talk about it you know one thing neil degrasse tyson said and i don't again He's one of those guys that's like, he's so intellectual, he's almost over-intellectualizing intellectualism. But he said, do you know enough to, what did he say? Do you know enough, do you have enough knowledge to know that you don't know? And then even more knowledge to know that you might be wrong or something like that. It was just how he said it was really, really good. um, That, you know, I may be wrong about all this one day. I may come to realize, holy crap, I was totally wrong about this, you know? Uh, people say, man, what if you're wrong about religion? Well, shoot, it doesn't hurt me to live a, a good, godly life. You know yeah. what I mean? To be godly with everybody. That doesn't hurt me. You know what I mean? So if I was wrong, boy, it was a great way to be wrong. You know what I mean? To live godly with people and to love people and to, you know what I mean? To care for people, to genuinely have a heart for people. But what if you're wrong? You know, there's an eternity we just talked about. I don't want you to end up in the wrong side of eternity. I, I don't want you separated from God. Right. The fact that you're still breathing and living, man, you have the opportunity to reconcile with the Lord. That's awesome. Give him that chance. Give him that shot. That's the Lord. And it's not a shot. I'm not saying to give him a chance. I'm saying that he will change your life. He transforms you, man. Second Corinthians, right? Mm -hmm. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things old have passed away. Behold, all things become new. That is the power of the gospel. If it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be talking about this stuff. I would. You know what? I wanted to start a business and be a millionaire. And dude, I would have done it. I promise you. With the drive that I have and the, and the, the ambition, you know, the false pride that I have, you know, the ambition, I know I would have been successful. I know it. I know it, right? But that's just not what God wanted for me. You know, he He wanted me to do this and, and I'm doing it. And I love doing it. Dude, I love going to the office every day. I love going to the church and helping the people. I love being with the the, the crew. I love doing self-evident going you've been preaching with self-evident you've been doing the now we're doing the podcast again i love it man i love what we get the chance to do but what would it hurt to go talk to your neighbor what would it hurt right instead of saying oh they'll never listen have you tried try it again and again and again until you get it right until you win them right and if you're going to argue only politics and not give them life of christ what's the point dude you did you know we're going to die one day dude and America will fall, right? It'll, it'll, I'm saying it'll fade away. We won't be here, right? All that's going to matter in the end will be disciples of Christ. That's what's going to matter. But while I'm here, I'm going to do everything I can to be upright, including politically, right? Including in business, if I ever get into business again, right? My family, raise my kids right. Make sure that they're good, godly dudes and they don't take advantage of people or women or things that they, learn how to be good godly dads and husbands, right? That they learn that there's an ethic, a work ethic and morality, right? That they learn how to speak life into other people, that they learn the the word of God so that they can accurately get people to come to the kingdom the way that they are uh, being set up right now, that they're being respectful to their teachers and their parents and those around them. Have I succeeded in any of like all that stuff? 
No, but they do do it, but they're not always successful. But we're training them to do that. Like, that's what we need now. Teaching other people, discipling other people. That is what Christians do. If you're a Christian watching this, that's what we're called to do. Disciple nations. We're supposed to call, we're called to disciple one another. That is our job. Make disciples, right? Out of that comes the political world. So anyways, we talked a lot tonight about what Iran is, uh, the position that we have constitutionally. Um, hopefully we're giving you answers to your questions. Hopefully uh, we start to turn it to really what makes sense, uh, that it's not always black and white nowadays because of all these resolutions that have passed. But we hope that you're learning something. We hope that you're gaining life out of this. We hope that as a Christian, you're growing in your faith and that you learn to see the word of God. And now, especially more this year, we want to hit more scriptural based things as well. Not just talk about the word of God because we do that. We do reference scripture. We do do these things. But I really want to reference the word of the Lord, you know, and really where the Lord takes us on a lot of different uh, issues and, and trails here. But what we're talking about today is constitutional. That's why we followed that line. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, to us. We did a full year last year. We're looking for an awesome 2020 this year. Again, go online, theselfevidenttruth.com. Uh, pick you up some merchandise, help this ministry, go up on the tab to the donate page and support us. Uh, we're looking for monthly donors as well that can help us continue this uh, podcast. This year, we're going to be super busy uh, traveling and preaching. Uh, we've got a lot of fun things coming up, like we said at the beginning. Um, we hope you guys can tune in again next week because we're going to keep rocking and rolling on these things. So God bless you guys. Take care. And remember, this has nothing to do with the flesh. This is a spiritual battle. So always fight in the spirit. Amen. God bless you guys. All right. Love you guys.